The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, hello out there and listening land all over the world. Uh, yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And this is where we really dive in deep to your psyche to help you learn how to release and unblock all of those resistances, maybe self-sabotaging behaviors, all of those things that are getting in your way of fulfilling the life that you really desire and deserve, as well as fulfilling your dreams. And so uh, today's show is going to be a very special, powerful, and important one. We're going to be talking about relationships and relationships as related to the coronavirus and this lockdown that we've been all experiencing. But I do want to also mention that if you were not here last week to listen to my show with special guest Reverend Denise Schubert, you need to go back to the uh, web page and download that show. It was absolutely incredible, very informative. Reverend Denise Schubert not only is an incredible luminary, and she is a science of mind minister, but has been a guest and speaker at many different spiritual centers, including unity centers around the country. Uh, she is such an eloquent speaker. Um, she knows how to communicate uh, messages and information and wisdom in such a way that it reaches everyone's, not just their intellect, but also their souls and their hearts. So you really do need to listen to her. Go to her website, deniseschubert.com. Check out all the information. It was such a powerful show. I want to make sure that people, you get a chance to benefit from um, having heard her. So today's show, um, as many of my shows are, they're very informative. Today is no exception. And we're really going to be talking in and diving into relationships and relationship issues. Uh, I've been hearing from many people. I've actually been guests on many podcasts and television shows talking about radio shows talking about what this coronavirus and pandemic and lockdown has been causing. Uh, Yes, it's been raising fears in people. It's not just instilling fears, the fears of getting the coronavirus. It's actually bringing to the surface many old fears. You've heard me talk about this on, on all my different shows. Well, the same thing is happening in regards to people and the relationships of, of the people that you have in the environment that you are now locked down in, your home, whatever it is, your home there. And I have heard complaints 
that couples are not getting along. They were once getting along and now they're not getting along. And I've heard different, you know, clinicians and people giving advice about that. Actually, I just recently heard supposed couple counselor and marriage counselor give some of the worst advice. I don't like complaining about colleagues, but I absolutely will point out terrible advice. Because I think it is uh, more detrimental than helpful. And if I hear that, I'm going to respond to it. Um, I will say this for all those that are listening to me right now. Okay. The, there is a reason for the angst, the anxiety that people are feeling while they're being stuck at home. But it's not for what you think it is. Right. A lot of people, they call it cabin fever. You know, really true cabin fever. This is what cabin fever is. You're in living in Colorado or visiting Colorado or Switzerland. And you're in this beautiful log cabin with the fireplace going. And there is now an avalanche. And the cabin is now barricaded in with snow and you can't get out and you're stuck in there. You have enough food and supplies to last until they come and clear away a passageway out, but you're stuck in that cabin together, small cabin, closed quarters. Now, after a couple of weeks, you can complain about cabin fever. That's what real cabin fever is. Matter of fact, it was a situation like that that the term was actually quoted. However, unless you're in that kind of situation, possibly you are living in a single wide or a double wide trailer, which could sim simulate that kind of situation. You're not stuck in that cabin. You are not stuck in your home. You can go out. You can go for walks. You can go to the store carefully, safely. You can even go to some places along the street that don't have a lot of people there, right? It's not that you are locked in your home. So to say that you are getting tired of the person you're stuck at home with is actually an indication of a different problem. And it has nothing to do with you being stuck at home. Because guess what? Whatever couple relationship you have, maybe you're married, maybe you're just, you know, partners, life partners, which is okay. Whatever you, you, you call your situation, depending upon the age that you're at right now, you may be close to retirement. You may have many years before retirement. But guess what retirement looks like? Retirement looks like two people no longer working, being at home with each other, possibly all day long. Yes, you're going to find hobbies to be able to do. Oh, Vince, we're not going to be stuck in the house with each other. I've got hobbies to do. And so he can do his thing. She can do her thing or the both she's or the both he's can do whatever things they want and not be with each other 24-7. Well, you do realize that there is always a way to not be with the other person. You can be in a crowd of a thousand people surrounding you 
and still be alone. It depends upon what you do within your own mind. How do you turn off the stimulation from the other people around you? It's very easily done. Oh, of course it's very easily done. You should ask my wife. Usually she turns me off very easily if she's tired of hearing me, that's for sure. And I'm sure there are others out there who can say the same thing. I'm sorry, honey, were you talking? What did you say? So there, there is ways of going within. So again, what is this cabin fever we are really experiencing? Well, I'm going to tell you really the angst about being stuck in your home, whether you're with somebody or not, has nothing to do with being stuck in your home. The situation that we're in is keeping you from your normal routine. The routine of getting up in the morning, doing whatever you do first, take a shower, brush your teeth, go eat, have your cup of coffee, get yourself dressed, prepared for work, maybe make your lunch that you're taking with you, make sure you got your computer, all the paperwork, put it together, get it in your briefcase, get your bag, make sure you find your keys. Oh, it takes a while to find your keys. Where did I put my keys, honey? I don't know. Get your keys. You got your keys. They're in your bag. You go out to the car. You start it. You go to work. Maybe you take a transit system somewhere you get to work you go there ah uh, you get another cup of coffee you do your stuff you got a meeting with your boss you got a meeting with the employees oh a person you haven't seen in a long time you're going to have lunch with oh a business luncheon oh i've got an online webinar i've got to do you get through the online webinar up oh, look at the watch it's time oh my gosh it's a little bit late let's get now you get back in your car you get back in the transit system you get back home you're walking in the house ah uh, you sluggish you throw your bag down you throw your briefcase down if you're alone or you're going to feed the cat the dog because they haven't seen you all day long you say hello you let them out go walk them you talk to each other um if there's a partner there hi honey what was going on oh i don't know i don't want to talk about work what's for dinner you start thinking about dinner okay dinner is done wash the dishes get that all done sit down okay i'm going to read catch up on my book now i don't want to catch up on my book i want to binge watch a television show now i'm not going to binge watch a television show. I'm going to see a friend tonight. Yeah, you go and you see your friend. You come home, you go to bed, and then you do the same thing the next day. And you've gotten so used to doing that routine that you feel secure in your life. You feel you're doing something in your life, when in reality, you become a robot. And you are an automaton automatically responding, not even experiencing, not even taking in, really not being in the here and now. And what this pandemic has caused is a break, total break from that routine. And it's throwing most people off. I'm not in my routine. They don't feel as, as, progressive as, uh, not that the word, productive, that's the word that I'm trying to, to find and say. They don't feel as productive, maybe. When in actuality, the research is showing people are getting more things done at home, working better than they would be if they were at work. It's not the routine. And every time I hear people say, 
Oh, get on a routine. That's actually what the couple counselors were saying. Get on a routine. You've got to get on a routine. Oh, make sure you have a baby. Get that baby on a routine. Get every child on a routine. Those are the most damaging pieces of advice we can have because you are structuring yourself from birth to death without nothing in between because you don't get a chance to trust yourself, to be spontaneous, to listen to what your body wants you to do, to listen to what your soul wants you to do when you follow a routine. You don't need to think even to follow a routine. You don't need any senses except your subconscious mind to take over. As a matter of fact, I have heard people go through an entire day and tell me, I didn't even know what happened yesterday. It just like went from beginning to end and had not paid attention to a thing. That's what a routine will do. And then, yes, let's train our little children that they must wake up at the special time. They must eat breakfast at a special time. They have to have their little naps and then right after breakfast and then make sure they have their bath at that specific time. Then there's lunch, then there's diaper changing, then there's dinner, maybe some schooling as they become toddlers, and then they come home and then they become the messed up adults that need the same structure because they can't trust their spontaneity, their soul's communication, and their bodily communication. Your body will tell you when you're tired and it's time to go to bed, when it's time to eat. Obesity today is all based on the fact that people aren't listening to their bodies. Bad health, right? Situations that people go through. We could deter and prevent so many illnesses if we just listen to our bodies. But you can't listen to even your body when you are in this routine. So that is what cabin fever is. It's a break of routine. It's the best thing that happened to us. Get over it. Now, back to how that can affect a couple. So if a cabin fever kind of issue arises from a situation like this, then also relationship issues will also rise to the surface. I am certain that the majority of couples that are at home today, if they do not feel blessed with the partner that they're at home with, there are issues in that relationship. Now, I can I can prove that. My wife and I have been together for 47 years. This year we're going to be celebrating our 42nd anniversary, marriage anniversary. And we are not having any issues here. Matter of fact, when I think of having to be stuck at home or locked down in quarantine, whatever the case may be, if there is anyone that I'd want to be stuck with, it's my wife, it's my partner. That's the way it's supposed to be. And because I am so secure in our relationship, because I feel I know my wife so well, this is where this show can become dangerous. Because what I am about ready to do is unprecedented. 
I am talking about relationships and my credibility here and my expertise, having studied, having become a psychotherapist, researching all of this for the past 37 years, building a career of knowing what I'm talking about, all of that right now, here, today, can be totally thrown down the drain and gone south if anything contrary to my wisdom is being said by my special guest. So let me not wait any further because I'm going to hear hell if I continue without introducing my special guest today, my wife, Eileen. Eileen, Eileen, an amazing person. Let me just a little background on Eileen. She has been so incredibly busy because she actually is the vice president of business operations for a music research company. And of course, because the radio networks and, and everybody is, is business has stopped, their research business has stopped too. And Eileen's job is like, she's the mother superior of every company that she works for. People come to her for support. They come to her for comfort, for compassion. She's one of the most compassionate, loving, special angels here on earth that when you meet her, you fall in love with her right away. I've been so blessed to know her. And God, I hope I said enough that she won't say anything negative against me. Hi, honey. You're on the air. Hello. <laughs> yeah, she is, everybody. My wife, Eileen. And by the way, just so that you know, she's all the way in the kitchen. I'm all the way in my back office. But that's not how we've been working, right? Oh, no. We've been working really side by side. As a matter of fact, when I'm on a Zoom call, I have to warn you because I don't want you walking by like half half naked. <laughs> Right, right, right. Literally f about four feet away. She's sitting at the desk and I'm sitting on the counter right next to her. And so let me ask you, Eileen, so that I don't be, I'm not speaking for you anymore. Now you're speaking for yourself. That's the dangerous oh, part. Oh, you're, okay? you're in trouble. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. She said payback is a bitch and I can't wait. But let me ask you, as a person involved in a couple relationship, are you having a hard time with me being stuck at home with you during this time period? Honestly? <laughs> no. Lovingly. Not, not <laughs> no, no, Lovingly. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Why? Uh, um. You know what? Uh, it's it, we're just very comfortable with each other, um, and I really believe it's because you know we've done the work. Now, with that said, have you annoyed me sometimes? Or while we're home, of course. I mean, that's just part of human nature. You're sharing a space with somebody. Right, but, but doesn't that happen with or without this pandemic lockdown? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's actually a lot more opportunity now than there was before. Um, but, yeah, I, there's nobody else I'd rather share the space with. Well, that's great. But thank you. I appreciate that. I say the same thing. We really, I'm telling you, when you meet us, this, this is the sad thing, people. Um, when you get to a certain age, there are adjectives that are used to describe you that change with your age level. 
So we used to be the cute couple when we were younger, okay? Now we're the adorable couple. Oh my gosh, you guys are adorable. You usually say that to two 80 or 90 year olds. You know what I mean? We're only 65 and 64 and, and we're already adorable, but we are. Now you mentioned work, the work that we've done. What work are you talking about? Share that with everyone. So honestly, even to today, when I get annoyed at you, I have to, I examine. Which is rare. Which is rare. But I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, in reality, it happens. Yeah. Or right. if I feel irritated by either something you've said or, I mean, even as much as sometimes, you know, you're loud and I like, oh, God, he's not even paying attention to the fact that, you know, I'm trying to get on a call too, right? Which, again, it doesn't happen often, but, you know, it's been 59 days or however long we've worked together right now in the same room. And so, you know, that fleeting thought goes, but the next thought is, why is this annoying me, right? And it, it is a matter of there's always, it's always, and you, I've done your work. I mean, it's pushing buttons and I have to examine why it's, why it's annoying. Because why would it annoy me one time and not another time? All right. Or why would I get upset one time and not another time? So obviously there's other thoughts behind the annoyance. It's not just the act of being annoyed. Yes, I can, I, I can actually admit that in reverse, it, it, the same thing. And it, 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 it is funny that you put it that way, honey, that you say that it, why one time and not another time. So yes, when we're both in a great frame of mind, then something you say or something I say goes right past, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Whereas other times it hits something. But that's usually when there's been something else bothering us and those inner feelings have been slightly inflamed or, or maybe majorly inflamed. So now we come to each other, we'll say something and bingo, that's it, you know. Um, but it really has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do what was going on inside of us to start with. Would you confer with that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and honestly, you can see that in other relationships too. And I know this is about relationships, but it extends outside of the home as well. I mean, you know, it's, it really is all about us. And I've learned that and, and have practiced it over the years. And I, and it just makes you a happier person when you can, when you can admit what's wrong with what's not so much what's wrong with you, but what you're feeling like, what, what negative emotions you might have about yourself or about what, how people are treating you because that is about what you feel about yourself. And once you can face that, it, it just releases and it no longer annoys you. See, that's the most important stuff that you're talking about. We're going to talk more about that. Um, even on the other side of the commercial, we've got a couple of minutes before commercial. Um, so it's a lot of that personal work, that personal work. The other thing I want to bring up, I want to talk about with you that I would, I would love your side on. Oh, I would love my listeners to hear your side on is really, first of all, what is partnership all about to you? Um, partnership is really about sharing um, it's okay. It's about being an individual, 
um, first and foremost, but being willing to share that with somebody. So I cannot be who I am without expressing that in the world. And who would I rather express that to but the person I love or I want to share my life with? So partnership is really the person you're willing to share with, share your individuality with. All right. Um, so I don't feel like, I, I just really feel like it's a sharing thing versus a dependency or, um, I don't know, I, I'm trying to put it in words, but uh, yeah, it's all about the sharing. Oh, I mean, you're doing great. It's sharing. What about the growing part? Well, that's part. So that's part of part of a relationship. I mean, that's part of a partnership is that, you know, if you, whatever you're working on, I mean, whether it be something physical, like, I mean, I am always on a diet and you are partnering with me to help me through that, right? Um, my spiritual work, you know, I would not be doing the spiritual work that I'm doing if you don't have someone to share it with. Now, some people have, you know, a best friend to share it with, but it's really cool that we can share it and be in partnership and take that one step further, uh, of course, being married. But it is really about sharing everything. That's what partnership is. Well, there are a lot of couples out there. We're, we're coming across uh, to the commercial break. Um, you may have to answer this on the other side. There are a lot of couples out there that believe that individuality also equals independence from each other so i you said something about dependence which i don't believe that you're supposed to be dependent on each other but but isn't there an interdependency that's important versus independent and dependent don't you rely and and help each other like you just said to grow well that is, i think i think that is part of the sharing i mean i i know we're not put on this earth to do it alone so again having a relationship or having a partnership with somebody is i mean it is being interdependent because you cannot you cannot grow without without somebody else now that okay. doesn't mean you're dependent on them all right, because you right. have to do the work. All right. Okay. But, I don't mean to interrupt you, honey. I'm that, so, you're used to me interrupting you anyway, but so, we're coming so, to the commercial. I want you to hold that thought. We're going to continue. So this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. We're talking about relationships and trying to get along, and we're going to come up with the answers on how to do this while you're at home and changing from I'm sick and tired of seeing you and being stuck here with you to I am so blessed that you're the one that I'm with, just like my wife said, and my special guest today is my wife Eileen so come on back on the other side of the commercial we'll see you in just a couple of minutes you're listening to unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. 
Well, hello again, everyone. Uh, yes, I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. And if you're just joining us, we are diving deep into the issues that may be arising with couples, between couples during this pandemic and the stay-at-home orders that people have been experiencing some stress. And I am here with my very, very special guest and angel wife, Eileen. Um, and we've been talking and diving into that. And Eileen has been giving her a, a uh, her view on on the, the power of a relationship. And if you've missed the first half, please go and download it and listen. Um, what I do want to continue to talk about is I need to give everybody a vision out there because I, I do want Eileen's point of view on this part. If you look at marriage as an, and I like visual, so I want you to envision two columns, two giant marble columns on one on either side of this platform, this base. And what the columns are holding up is this roof, okay? So you have a roof and it's leaning on top of two strong columns. Well, that actually is the home, represents the home, represents the family that goes along with the home. Now, as long as each of those columns are strong, both can hold up whatever weight is placed on that roof of that home. And what I mean by that, figuratively, is like what's going on right now. The crisis that is out there is weight that is applied to the roof of that home. And those two pillars need to be strong. Now, there are times that the pillars cannot be equally as strong, whether it be one partner has an illness or is going through something emotionally or stressfully, and that'll weaken a little bit, but the other pillar is strong enough to bear the other side's weight. So it may tilt just a little, but it's still holding up, the both of them are still holding up the roof. When they start falling apart and that roof is causing, is being caved in, that means those pillars themselves are individually weak. And, and this is what I say, is all couple relationships that are having problems, unless you're in a, in a very abusive relationship, and that's still an individual problem, because you shouldn't be in an abusive relationship, you should be out of the abusive relationship, or when it becomes abusive, and stop attracting abusive relationships, but individually, you need to do your own work. Couple therapy has nothing to do with fixing the other person or teaching the other person how to treat you better. Couple therapy is what I do, helping the individuals become strong. So Eileen, now you and I, for the past 37 years, have done a lot of work since the spiritual awakening that I experienced. We've read a lot of books and we've discussed them together because you said that you share and you share those experiences to help each other grow right that way. So that is one way, obviously, that you do that together. We've gone to seminars. We've talked about it. We go to uh, spiritual centers. We talk about what we're experiencing, right? What do you then do personally for your own strengthening? What are some of the things that you can share? Is everything just with me? I don't think so. What do you say? Um, no, no. So I am very much a, an individual. And so, and I think the sharing comes from doing that individual work. Because even when you sit at a, 
in a spiritual center or even when we're reading a book, your your interpretation of it is is personal and your um and your experience when you hear something is personal. And, but what you have to be aware of is what does it mean to you? And then you can share it. So even, so I think, you know, a lot of times when I am, whether I'm with you or not with you, I am paying really strong attention to what something makes me feel. There was a long time that I felt like I was walking through life kind of mummified, right? And where, and I think a lot of people do this and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes a week will go by and I'm like, uh, I don't even remember this week because I just, you were kind of in the zone, but that's not necessarily a good thing. You know what, that's what mindfulness is. And I, so if I had to put it anyway, it's really practicing mindfulness. How does something make me feel whether it be something that was said, something I'm experiencing, and then how can I share that with you, right? How, you know, so sometimes I'll share it with you because I can't make sense of it and I need your interpretation to help me make sense of it. Sometimes I just want to share it because it it makes me feel good to share it. And sometimes I want to share it because I'm excited about what I've learned about myself and I share it for that. But for all those reasons, that's what makes a, I think that's what makes a couple strong, that you have your go-to person to help you sort out your individuality. Okay, that sounds great because that's exactly what I do too. We, we, we have individual minds, so we're going to experience things completely different. Even though we're the same, we come from the same spirit, the same source, and we're connected as souls. That's the one thing that people don't get. Um, yeah, Eileen and I constantly talk about the mistakes that couples make, right, honey? Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. All the time. Oh, my God. Right. So even as far as people who are studying the spirituality, like you guys right now, all you listeners, how many of you are in a partnered relationship and how many of you share what you just heard today or share the podcast with your partner? And I can assure you there are many of you that don't because you'll say things like, oh, well, he's not interested in this stuff or, oh, no, she's not where my mind is at. All those excuses. I'm like, how do you call yourself a couple if some of the most important things that you that to you are not shareable or are not valued by your partner? So we'll see people at a spiritual center without their partners at a, at a workshop without their partners. Um, the individual bank accounts. I love that unless it's a Christmas and a present account, which I can I can understand. Why would you get married and need to be so alone? Right, honey. I mean, don't. What What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you You've heard mine. Everybody has heard mine. What about yours? Oh, you mean about like the bank? Like, well, again, I think that uh, I don't even know how to word this. But um, when when you're in a relationship, my feeling is when you're in a relationship or a partnership that. You know, we always kid around what's mine is your, or what's yours is mine, what's yours is, you know, mine is yours. Or what's that, mine, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, yes, um, what yours is mine, what's mine you know, is mine. I don't believe in in holding, like, I think separate bank accounts or separate 
even separate vacation, and I'll clarify that in a moment, puts, puts barriers between people because, and that's, and that's not a partnership. Now, with that said, you know, if I wanted to go away with the girls and that, you know, that was, that's different, you know, that sometimes you need some type of, you know, being able to do, because you wouldn't want to be with my girlfriends anyway, right? The stimulation, but, other stimulation. Right, right. But putting up barriers and uh, like between you, like the separate bank accounts or the separate, like the real truly separate hobbies where one person will go to the theater without the other person, whatever. It just puts barriers between. And what I was going to say is there's sometimes that I can't share what I'm, what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling just because of logistics. All right. And it doesn't feel good. It's like you're because you're internalizing all those feelings and it doesn't, it's like, it's like, wow, you know, I just, and I notice what I do notice about myself is when I can't do that, then I get irritated. Like, and I'm irritated at myself. I'm irritated at a lot of things because all those thoughts and feelings are kind of weighing on a person. Like when you can share something, whether it be good or, you know, some anxiety you're feeling or whatever, it just, it lightens your load. It lightens your load. And then all the, all the other things that we're dealing with in life's journey are not as bothersome anymore. Right. So, and I will say like even sharing, um, we go to the spiritual center. We do say, how do people come to the center and their partner is, you know, in another place and not interested. I think we make judgments about, other people that and we don't give them the opportunity and you know to experience it and we just assume they're either not going to want it or even if they say they're not interested you know maybe say it would really mean a lot for you to come and I almost guarantee that it would it would help a relationship because they they don't understand like people don't understand what it what it really is and when you can share something the joy is incredible thank you for saying all of that that's beautifully stated for sure and not just because you're my wife but because i trained you well uh, no i'm joking good <laughs> no no and and it's true why get married why really everybody why get married why have a partner if you want to be so independent and individual here is the the bottom line purpose of a relationship and we are the ones the souls created relationships not god just so that everybody knows the idea of god removing a rib from adam okay that's actually a whole metaphor we divided ourselves when we were first created we were androgynous of both divine masculine and divine feminine that's actually what adam and eve represent in the bible that's the metaphor of it that's the wholeness of the god source and so we were one being but we were messing up and what came with that one being are the two greatest gifts which is intuition and intellect and when intuition and intellect together just stay there with nothing on the outside that we were maybe not listening to the God source trying to to talk with us, but nothing there in physical form when we first came down here, we messed up. 
So we decided to split ourselves apart, giving stronger or more, more intuition in one being and more intellect in another being, just so that they can learn, then come together and learn and grow together with both sides. But at least if one is going down the hill and making mistakes, the other can help pull them back um, and help each other that in that way, okay? But the point then is to come together and learn about yourself. You are not in a relationship to learn about the other person. You attract the other person, like attracts like, therefore you're learning about yourself while you're with that other person. Person, the compassion you can give, the love that you can give unconditionally. So the deeper the relationship, the more you learn about yourself. So how can you possibly learn about yourself if you are in a relationship where you don't even know what the other person is feeling? Just like Eileen said, you can't. You cannot go deeper. I'm constantly giving readings to couples and people and saying there is a wall between you and your spouse. And, and they always admit it. They always admit it. And they say, well, how is that working for you? Well, we have problems. It's not that great. Oh, my God, you're spending all of this time together and you haven't grown. You haven't flourished. And that's one thing. Eileen, can you confer that you and I have done incredible growing and, and doing this work together? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's funny because I try to think back to the way I used to feel, and um, yes, incredible, incredible growth. I mean, that's really what it's all about, and I look forward to even more so because the more you live, obviously, the more experiences that you have, and the more you're able to share, and. Um, you know, it's pretty awesome when, you, again, when you can do it with somebody and um, and not be afraid to hold back. I mean, I think that's the biggest key is like holding all all those thoughts in your head and not being able to hash them out with somebody or share them with somebody, um, whether, you know, good or bad, just it just hinders it hinders growth. And I think that the only reason we've been able to grow as much as we have is because we've been able to share what we have, what we've been doing. So, okay. So what I want to do with the rest of the time, I can't believe that where we only have about 10 minutes left. Um, I, I want to give kind of like steps maybe. All right. So kind of think Eileen about some of the things that you've done. I'll think about some of the things that I've done and and maybe and absolutely things we've done together and we've mentioned them. So <clears throat> one, I think the primary thing that we need to do and what Eileen is saying too and and correct me if I'm wrong honey is you've got to go within and face whatever feelings. And now she's not talking about just feelings about your partner. All feelings, every single one of them, feelings from your childhood, feelings from your boss, feelings from your friends, at, you know, whatever problems or good things, anything is you need to be looking at those, bringing them to the surface and working on them. And now is the perfect time to do that. Would, would you agree with that, honey, as a first step is face yourself face the deepest part well, of you yes and and so i i would actually clarify that it, because um when it's not so much it's feelings like so whether it be whether the 
the trigger was your boss, your husband, you know, the right, coronavirus, right. whatever. So those, that's the trigger. But what you're feeling is really about yourself, right? It's like, right. How exactly. Is, and so you're not, you're not thinking about how did he make me feel or how does this make me feel? You're, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Like what, what, like, okay, so I'm feeling angry right now. Why am I, why am I feeling that way? And then you can say, well, the coronavirus triggered that, but obviously there's something else. There's something else down deep that's making me because the coronavirus has been here for the past couple of months, you know, past two months. And why am I feeling angry today about the coronavirus? Right. You know, right. I've been married to my husband for so many years. Like, why is why is he aggravating me today? What what that was the trigger. He said this, but obviously there's something else I'm thinking or feeling today that made me get angry at that because right. it's always about us. It's always about right. us. It's about and us. Our in a button. This is not easy. I mean, it's totally not easy. And sometimes it takes a little work to figure out what you're really feeling. Right. Um, Those maladaptive beliefs you hear me always talking about, the I'm not, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not deserving. Those are the beliefs about yourself that you need to face, right? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And But, but that, so that, that, is, that is really the, the crux of it. But it, it's you go through many steps <laughs> before you get there. All right. Know? Well, it takes a little bit, yes. And and yeah. if they keep listening to my other Unity Show podcast, they will learn how to get down to that deep dark side. Yeah. Um, uh, the Eckhart Tolle calls it the hidden beliefs. Um, then there's a book out, The Shadow Side, uh, and then you can call it the dark side. Whatever you want to call it, it's that side of you and those real beliefs that you've heard me talk about all the time, those maladaptive beliefs. Go listen to my, my lecture, Stop Stopping Yourself. It's on my website, Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. And God, it's not working. It explains the different levels of the mind and the deep down thoughts that you're really having about yourself that's what she's talking about you need to face and it is a step-by-step -step process but be willing number one to face it and have it come up okay now don't do that alone do that at the same time with your partner so your partner now it doesn't mean you have to be in the same room doing that it means that you're going to be both doing that work at the same time and so you can support and help each other, right, honey? Because how many times have we talked after a lecture and we've gone there? And doesn't that help you when when I'm there with you and you're helping me? I mean, my belief in myself is 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 totally based on you having helped me because you always believed in me. So we help each other with that dark stuff, right? Oh, absolutely. Again, you know, I, I do believe that when you have these thoughts, good or bad, all right, they just, they have no way to go unless you share them, all right, and and the best person to share that with is somebody you feel comfortable, you feel comfortable with, and you're not going to, and then it's, a, it's like a vicious circle, because you're not going to get comfortable unless you share them, because if you're just holding all that in, it only, cre I believe it only creates anxiety, all right, and then and every little thing, yeah. every little thing good, will annoy you. Point. Right. Because you can't you feel like you can't share. So, you know, it's like you need to be with somebody you can share. You can share that. Right. With. And, and to just, remember. And give the, go ahead. And give somebody the opportunity 
of helping you through that. So a lot of times we hold back and I did for many, I think I did for many years really holding back because I was afraid of what I was sharing. Like, you know, is there something wrong with me that I'm actually thinking this? Right. But once I, once I was able to feel like, Oh no, I have to be able to share this. And then when you get the acceptance or you get, you get the advice or you get the compassion or you get the support, then it only strengthens your relationship. And I think that's where we are right now is that we've learned that, that we can be perfectly open with each other, all right? But that doesn't come overnight. It, it takes work because you have to feel comfortable with yourself first. Well, the good thing about that, honey, that I do want to say to the listeners is we were kind of like the experimental group. Um, this information is is really fairly young. We, this has not been part the new thought, new age. This is about spiritual understanding as well, not just psychological understanding. And this only came out recently. So the people today can jump right into it where we were experimenting with it and found it along the way. And that's why it took us even longer. But today, if you just commit to it, you can get right into it. And you said a point that's really important is, yes, until you do some of that healing work, you might not even trust sharing it with the partner you have. Remember the love that brought the two of you together to start with and realize that the distance the two of you might be experiencing isn't really distance, it's just that wall and blockage that Eileen and I were talking about. That's between, and here it is, here you go. It's not between you and your partner, it's between your left brain and your right brain. You do not ever become distant from your brother and sister out in the world, believe it or not. We were created from one source, so we're automatically connected and you cannot divide that. The only thing you can do is to build a wall between the left thinking brain and the right feeling brain. The right brain has your emotions in it, the left brain has your thinking part in it. So you actually wind up separating yourself from yourself. So you are distant with yourself and the more you heal yourself, that's the reason why the wall will come down and you will feel that love again for your partner. And as you do it together, of course, it works even stronger. So just try to remember what you had in the beginning because like attracts like and chances are the person you're with right now is as good as you were and maybe the other side starts to come out of each of you because you're unsettled with yourself like Eileen and I have been talking about here. So part one then is to be willing to face it. And then part two, the natural part, like Eileen, you said, is sharing it with each other then I do believe that you each need to find what sets you going. Like I love doing some meditation, listening to certain music and it's an, or any type of music, and that would be my meditation. Eileen, what do you like doing? What do you feel you do that helps to center you and energize you that doesn't involve me? Um. Honestly, I love getting together, which we can't do right now, but I get together on the phone, getting together with friends. Um, but a lot of more, you know, so that's, if I'm talking about energizing, that's really what energizes me is the socialization. But 
but I also I also like the quiet time. So I do I get up extra early, so that way I can have some just me time. And me time means just sitting in a chair. And sometimes and it's it's a form of meditation, but it's just you know thinking about my day, thinking about the day before, you know, um, daydreaming. What you know, it's just ref- I call it re- my reflective time. And and that absolutely is important because you are an individual and your systems work totally different than mine systems. What's really interesting is I have singing bowls, Tibetan singing bowls, and though I haven't used them recently, I love the tone, the intonation of singing bowls. Eileen doesn't like that at all. Right, honey? You don't like those singing bowls. No. No, no. Right. And certain music you don't like. Well, just the same as certain movies, certain foods, um, which is so interesting. But that's what makes us physically different. Soulfully, you've got to understand we're mostly the same. And even emotionally, when when you say the word love, when you say the word mother, when you say the word pain and sorrow and grief basically every individual on the face of the earth is going to describe it the same way look at this pandemic the virus we we oh they want to put up walls they want to separate they want to think that there's a difference between black people and white people they want to think that there's difference between homosexuals and heterosexuals or women and men and this virus is saying you're all full of crap you're all the same and i'm going to affect you all the same way because when it comes down to it we are the same but there are the individual things that are just for this experience alone here this time around. And so, so I, I lean, I, and I loved, Eileen took a walk this morning and she actually did a FaceTime with a friend in, in uh, Virginia. Um, and that was very special for you. Oh my gosh, honey, we're at the end. Oh my gosh. You got to say goodbye now. I'm just looking at the time. Bye, we only have a fun. few seconds. You, ne- you never uh, let me talk this much. <laughs> I know, really. It's so much fun. We need to do this again. Really, we can spend Please. months on relationships. So, we will. Th- we will. honey, thank you so much. I love you. You know how much I love you. I have to love I you do. dearly if I can trust bringing you on my radio show. Thank <laughs> you all for joining me today. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'm your host, Vincent Jenna. We'll see you again next week with a very special guest. Join me. Come back. Stay safe. Love you all. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.